Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Gimpy. You know I don't like that. I know, but you're having another surgery tomorrow, so I can say it again. Yeah, but then you're going to have to get me mashed potatoes because I want want taters. I'm good with it, and I want Chinese food. So I've got a riddle for you. We're not getting Chinese food. It's my day. Riddle. (laughs) Riddle. Riddle me this. If a baseball and a baseball bat together cost $1.10, and the bat is a dollar more than the ball, how much does the bat cost? A dollar. Wrong. No, it's not, because you said the bat is a dollar more than the baseball. How much does the bat cost? It's a dollar. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wrong. Fine. Dead wrong. No. Wrong. What's the answer then? You'll find out when we come back. Welcome to Fireproof Your Finances, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duel with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation, I mean, I talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael and his firm, Legacy Financial Network, to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. Welcome, everyone, to Fireproof Your Finances. I am your host, Michael Markey. With me, the stubborn as an ox wife of mine, Vanessa. Hi, everyone. So you are dead set. Like, how about when I tell you no? Why do you keep giving me the answer? Are you like that? In pic- We've never played Pictionary. But are you one of those people that just keep saying the same thing or drawing the same thing? No, you'd say it if you were in the crowd. No, no, I don't. Like, just because say, you don't win the game by saying it's a skateboard 40 times and it's not a skateboard. And then you just get louder? Right. It's a skateboard. It's a skateboard. <laughs> no, they already said no, it's not a skateboard. Move Wait a along. minute, pause. Throw the flag on this play. I told you no. So if you're just joining us, here was the riddle we started with. You're wrong. Ah, wait, here's the riddle we started with stubborn ox if you have a baseball and a baseball bat and together they cost a dollar 10 and the bat costs one dollar more than the ball how much does the bat cost one dollar okay so the bat is a dollar more than the ball right that's what you said okay so the ball you're saying is cost how much 10 cents and what's a dollar more than 10 cents a dollar ten. What's a dollar ten plus ten? A dollar twenty. But how much do you have? A dollar ten. So it's not a dollar. The ball is five cents. No. <laughs> I see your face right now. If you're at home, you're like, wait, wait, oh. She just did the exact same. Okay, mister, expression. I used LinkedIn for Tinder. That's what you're gonna bring up. I sure am, because that was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. You understand most of our audience doesn't know what Tinder is. And the only okay, reason fine. we match.com. Only reason we know what it is is because of your brothers. Right. They play a game with it. Anyway. Match.com and LinkedIn. 
are the new website. Apparently. Because, so I don't really, other than, this is going to sound awful to say, other than Twitter, I don't use social media. And I don't really no. use Twitter. He has a Facebook that has like 30 outstanding friend requests from people you know, by the way, <laughs> that he ignores. And he has ignore a LinkedIn. I'm, just, I'm not in there. He has a LinkedIn that he checks maybe once every six months. Yeah, I, I was going to say once a quarter, but at any rate, and I'll go in there and go, I'll just click yes. LinkedIn. To everybody, because I'm going to be friends with everybody. I have no idea who you are, but yes. I don't know. You get a car. You get a car. <laughs> Doesn't matter to me. So I clicked yes to somebody, and then I get this email. Do you have it? I sure do. Let me pull it up. Hold on. Super funny. He forwarded it to me. I about died at work. <laughs> it says, how are you doing over there? Is, question mark, is my pleasure to contact you after coming across your contact from LinkedIn? Wait a minute. Time out. You need to do that with like the type of accent that I hear in my yeah. vo in my head. I hear is my pleasure. I, I don't know. I just made it weird. Yeah, you did. I'll just continue reading. <laughs> I am miss. I won't say the person's name by name. It says I am miss says the name and then by name. I am searching for a good relationship with real Love. Please kindly let me know if you're interested. For more introduction, I will send more of my pictures to you so you can so we can know more about each other. Age, color, and distance is not a problem. I hope to hear from you soon. Like, first of all, you're on my LinkedIn. You know my approximate age and my color didn't change. I just like that I am looking for a relationship and real love. Yes, so let me email somebody I've never met. Oh, God, so funny. Do you think there's something wrong that we called out an insurance company by name last week, Mass Mutual, but then somebody random that will probably never meet, you're not willing to call them out by name? I People are weird, and if you say a name, like a company's not a big deal, but if you say an individual name and you don't, I don't know, I just... I'm they, not going to put that person on blast and then have weird people send them stuff. Not that I think you guys are weird, but... Yeah, we don't have that many. What What are three Twitter followers? Are they going to let them have it? I, I, I don't know. I, I just know. <clears throat> trying to be respectful. So since you just ate up the first segment of the show talking about LinkedIn, why don't you tell everyone what we're going to learn today before we take our break? We're going to learn about why millennials are in trouble. And... And their parents. How they're investing. Yes. And some alternatives that they could use for investing. Or just way better ideas than apparently what 60% of the population thinks they should do. Yes. And what have we already learned? That if a ball and a bat cost $1.10 and the bat is a dollar more than the ball, the ball is five cents. Okay, fine. You got me one time. It's been more than once. But I bring that up because there's times that... An answer sounds right to you. And you're dead set it has to be that. And even when you're being told it's not, you just keep plotting through. Not you. I'm just saying, well, definitely you. But I'm saying. Yeah, right. You're calling me out. Yep. Human behavior. And does that not translate into investing sometimes? Yes. Where you see all the warning signs ahead of you. You see Titanic sinking and yet you still drive it towards the iceberg. But can you time the market? No. I can't tell you if the market's going to go down next week. So that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, actually, that doesn't mean that you stop investing. Because you and I, we both have 401ks through our employers. We're still putting money away. Right. And still putting it at risk. Right. But you have to understand that's coming. 
Right. And for some reason, there's a lot of people that seem to think, well, this could, I, you know, I'll tell that to people face to face. We'll have this conversation. And, you know, maybe a third of the time, not often, but maybe a third of the time, you know, I've had people look at me and go, how do you know? I'm like, I go, what do you mean? How do I know? How do I know what? Well, how do you know it's going to go down again? Because it, it always does. Like, really? It's cyclical. Yeah, it always has. If I present an investment to you, you know what question you're going to ask me? How's it done? Clearly, you care about the past. Right. So you have to be prepared that there's going to be good times and bad. Good times are going to outweigh the bad. They're going to be about two-thirds more often than the bad. But we're in the longest bull market we've ever had in U.S. stock market history. That doesn't mean get out. Because when do you get back in? Right. But it means you have to understand that's what's ahead of us. And you have to have a plan B. Mm-hmm. You're getting close to retirement right now and you look and you're and you're doing everything you were doing in 08 and you're doing nothing differently. God, I, I don't understand how you do that. How do you not look at that and go, you know, last time it really hurt. This time I'm 10 years close to retirement. Yep, oh, just going to do it again. We'll see. Not a good idea. So let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what millennials are using as an investment and maybe some things they could do that would be eh, a bit smarter. Celebrate April as National Social Security Month. Knowing when and how to take your Social Security benefits is part of financial planning. The nonprofit International Association of Registered Financial Consultants suggests looking for a professional in financial services to determine the proper timing on when and how to retire. Go to www.iarfc.org. That's www.iarfc.org to find a qualified member in your area. Everyone knows I like to focus on quality. And they know I try to rein you in and focus on cost. It's rare to find both top quality and low cost at the same time. Think again. GRMusicLessons.com has a plan for every budget. Owned and operated by Tom Buffum, a Christian music teacher who played for the Grand Rapids Symphony, the Jubal Brass Choir, and graduated from the University of Michigan. He's been giving lessons since before we were born. Go to GRMusicLessons.com. That's GRMusicLessons.com. Welcome back, everyone, to segment two of Fireproof Your Finances. I want to remind everyone that you can join us. You can link up or not link up, but you can become part of follow. You can become part of the group, right? Follow us on Twitter. Yes. It's not a group. You can just because it's not a group. It's just your personal thing. Like I could. Kim Kardashian doesn't have a group. You can just follow her. I'm pretty sure she has a group. Well, I'm sure she does. She's got what they call groupies. Yes. But we got like all these. They're not a group. All these people that follow group. If that's going to make you sleep at night, it's a group. So follow us. Be part of the group at Fireproof Show on Twitter.com. You know, I am definitely bringing that back. I think there's other people that are going to start bringing back the dot com. Al Gore would be proud. (laughs) No, he's, he's still thinking he won, just so you know. Right. All right. So you sent me. Nope, this is not the one. You sent me this article. Yes. And that I just happened to, it came across my news feed because MSN is my main homepage or oh, whatever. So they have like a ticker yeah. and it just. Is that MSN.com? Yes. So anyway. www.msn.com? Yes. That one. Okay. I just wanted people to be able to find this. Uh-huh. So MSN.com and actually it's technically posted by the motley fool but anyway this came across the ticker and it caught my eye because its title is 
the ridiculous retirement solution many millennials are banking on. And of course, screeching halt, I was like, I'm a millennial. What am I banking on? Yeah, we're at the like the big, well, you're more into the millennial part than I am. Because I'm younger. Yes. Because what does that start at? 1980? Or is it 77? I think it's 80. I don't, I don't know. I think it's 80. So I'm I, in the middle of the egg. I'm in the middle I, I of the cluster. In three, no, I think it goes all the way to 2000. It's a 20 year span. Yeah. That's why we're okay. bigger. That's why we're bigger than the uh, baby boomers. Because they gave us like 30 years. Right. Anyway, doesn't matter. <clears throat> It says, um, I don't know if you need to read uh, it verbatim. Do you right. Basically, large people are have to save for larger nest eggs, blah, blah, blah. And the same holds true for millennials. Um, but millennials are struggling more because of entry level wages and student loan debt. No, no, no. Nagging. Student right. Loan nagging debt. student loan debt because everybody had their arms twisted to go to college and rack up said debt. Oh, Don't wait a minute. get me started. Hold on. I have to. Excuse we, me, Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, we got to pause <clears throat> that because I've got a great. Did you see what I talked about Twitter? Did you see what I wrote on Twitter? Yes. You do realize it would be faster to pull it up via your phone. I don't know how to do that. Hold on. Just one second. OK, here it is. I got it pulled up. So Elizabeth Warren talking about millennials. Mm hmm. She said that it's not the reason we have all this student loan debt isn't the result of laziness or irresponsibility from the students, from us millennials. It was the irresponsibility of the government. Now, okay. I, I told that to somebody the other day and they're like, it, it, I agree. And I, I'm like, really? That's interesting. I want to know why. And they go, because they gave all the student loan. I go, no, no, no. You didn't read the whole thing because it went on to say she meant because the government could have been taxing people more. So that we didn't have to have student loans. And then Warren's the same person who wants now to charge CEOs at a higher level, wants to be, I forget, persecute them for not doing enough due diligence. Not for making more money because they work a lot and they built themselves up. No, she wants to make a criminal penalty if a company, if you're the CEO and somebody five steps below you commits a crime. That it's your fault that you didn't have enough safeguards in place. Right. How about no? Well, I think that's interesting because let's imagine that Elizabeth Warren does get elected president. I don't think that's going to happen. But if it happened, shouldn't we hold the politicians that same accountability? Yes. Wouldn't that mean that if a mayor and I don't know, a city like hmm, this is going to be a hard one. I don't know. Detroit embezzled a bunch of money like that's never happened though. Oh wait, it did happen. Right. So Mr. everybody in the mayor's top stream from Detroit should be held accountable. Mr. Kwame Kilpatrick. But correct. if you're the president and that person's below you and you didn't have the safeguards, that's not that that you should get the crime. That is the you dumbest. should be held. I didn't even read that article. That is the dumbest okay. thing I've ever. But heard. here's what was good. So I tweeted to her. I didn't. I didn't get a response. I don't know why. I'm not very happy about that. I tweeted to her. She didn't say hi. Didn't even right. say hello. I hey. should send her an email that's be like, hey, I'm looking. My name is the name I go by or whatever that lady said. And I'll be like, I can send you pictures. Race, origin, not important. Okay, just read your tweet so we can get back to the ridiculous I article said, on top of the ridiculous speech she gave. At Elizabeth Warren, I agree student loan debt isn't the result of laziness or irresponsibility. It's the result of the choices each student made. You argue for corporate accountability, yet you ignore personal accountability. That's pretty nice. Right. Because that's a lot nicer than what I would have said. I'm aware that's I nicer would not than have been able to tweet out what I would have said. 
Yes, we're all aware that's nicer but than what you would going say. back to said article. So, okay, that's the most ridiculous thing, that the the CEO of a corporation is responsible for somebody five levels below them. Millennials are banking more on the lottery to use as a cash fund for their golden years than investing. Yeah, I loved this quote from this article you sent me. It said, Rather than work around these limitations, i.e. the nagging student loan debt and lower wages, millennials have come up with what they think is a better idea. Of course, they think this is better. Winning the lottery and using that cash to fund their golden years. But here's the deal and here's what's the more astounding factor. It's 60%. Right, exactly. It's not like it's, oh, it's only about 25%, which is still a ridiculous number. It's almost two-thirds of millennials. Two-thirds of millennials think they're going to score it big. Do you want to know what the chance of winning a Powerball jackpot is? I don't know. One in like 200 and some odd million. But understand, I think this includes the uh, Kino and the scratch-off and all of that garbage. Okay, great. My brothers play scratch off in Kino and they go to the casino. I can guarantee they spend more money than they make. Well, let's come back to that in our final segment. In our final segment, I want to talk about what is that really costing you just over, say, 10, 20, 30 years? Yeah. But the, and this isn't my words. This is the words of the author. She says, the irony, of course, is that while 31% of Americans across the board, that includes millennials, by the way, don't invest their money for the future because they feel it's too risky. So 31% of Americans aren't investing because they think it's too risky. 59% of millennials think it makes sense to regard lottery jackpots as a solid means of retirement. It goes on to say here, 76% of you are living paycheck to paycheck. I mean, that's not a big difference from the overall population. But you're living paycheck to paycheck and you're putting and you're playing the lottery? And... I'm sorry, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but they say that the average amount of student loan debt that most millennials came out of college with was somewhere between thirty and $40,000. This isn't tooting your horn, the fact that you left no. with more. Well, okay, it's not. I walked out. That's I an think, opposite toot. I think I got, when I compiled my loans, it was $68,000. I'm not complaining. I chose to go to a college that was thirty five grand a year. Yeah, and if you I chose to do it. Yeah. Absolutely, hands down, bar none chose to do it. And maybe you should have graduated in four years rather than seven. Well, yeah. <laughs> we have I to, did graduate in four years, but what I'm saying we is... We have to take a break. I will come back to my rant. Everyone knows I like to focus on quality. And they know I try to rein you in and focus on cost. It's rare to find both top quality and low cost at the same time. Think again. GRMusicLessons.com has a plan for every budget. Owned and operated by Tom Buffum, a Christian music teacher who played for the Grand Rapids Symphony, the Jubal Brass Choir, and graduated from the University of Michigan. He's been giving lessons since before we were born. Go to GRMusicLessons.com. That's GRMusicLessons.com. United Airlines makes it easy to fly from Muskegon County Airport with a travel-friendly schedule and competitive airfares. Haven't flown from Muskegon in a while? Fly locally with a short commute and parking located just steps from the terminal. Check-in and security lines are never more than 50 passengers per flight. At the end of your trip, get your bags quickly and be home in no time. Flights depart daily at 6.30 a.m. and 1 p.m. Starting mid-February, the evening flight arrives at 11.20 p.m. to maximize return flight options from most locations. It pays to check Muskegon first at united.com welcome back everyone to the final segment of fireproof your finances i want to remind you you can connect with us join us be part of the group it's not a group 
on twitter.com join us find us at fireproof show on twitter on twitter.com right back to my rant since you cut me off i had to anyway the statistics out there and i read this a while ago so it might have been updated but the statistics out there were that millennials average amount of student loan debt that they walk away with was like 30 to 40 thousand mm-hmm. yes that is a lot of money I walked out with 68 because I went to a private college that was $35,000 a year. That was my choice. Yes. Fine. I agree. It's something that I took on. Do you want to know what the first thing was that I paid off every month when I got my paycheck once my six-month deferment was over? My student loans. I didn't complain about it. It is what it is because I chose to go somewhere and I chose to rack up that debt. Sounds a bit like complaining right now. No, I'm I'm not. It fine. <laughs> I'm kidding. And the amount like I said something I think a couple months ago I refinanced. Mm-hmm. And one of the loans that I got, it was a $12,000 loan and I only paid I still owed like $11,000 on it and I was like it's been 10 years. And everybody's like, "Yeah, that sucks. That's why everything sucks." Yes, I'm not happy about it, but I chose to do that. Right. And it's you one could- of the first loans that I got, so it accumulated interest while I was still in school. Yeah. And here's the thing. You could have chose to do things differently. I could have gone to community there, college. No. I could have paid then, for it. Yes. You could have been driving an Uber or a Lyft. <laughs> for extra money on the side. You could. Right. You could be delivering pizzas. Yes. You could be selling all your Justin Timberlake CDs. No. <laughs> so I added up a few things. Like when you and I got married, people like this story that when we got married, you moved in and I didn't have cable. Right. And you wanted cable. And I'm not going to go through the whole thing. But you added up how much it cost a year, and then you put me to shame, and we didn't have cable. It was three years worth of your wages at that time. We have cable now. But you looked at it, and I said, is it still worth it? No. So little things add up. This is the problem, not only with millennials, but most people. You look at that $100 or that $50, that $20, and you go, yeah, it's not going to add up. It's not a big difference. You know, I, I need I need to do this for, I, I got to do it for me. I need something to make me happy. So we were talking earlier about Kino. Mm-hmm. And, or scratch-offs or scratch whatever. But it's not uncommon for these people when they go. And, I, and I've, I've been talking to some clients about this. I know some people in my life. You said brothers. I know we both got coworkers. It's not hard for a lot of people to spend $30 if they go out. Right. And that's, I kind of think, maybe on the low end. Right. Now, I know that when you're listening to this, you don't honestly believe you figured out the system. You don't honestly believe you figured out how to make money off of it. Because I think that's how people justify it sometimes. No, I think they honestly, right now, you're not playing it. You're not drinking. You're not doing any of that stuff. You're listening to it now. You're like, all right, I get it. I, yeah. You walk into a billion dollar or a hundred million dollar casino. You don't look it up there going, well, I think, I think you know, they just got lucky. The casino got lucky and won all this money. And I, I'm not going to take them for everything they're worth. You know, that's not realistic. Right. So hundred bucks, hundred bucks a month just on this little stuff. Scratch offs, Kino just adds up. Right. And Mike, that's not going to add up to enough. And then advisors, we use this stuff like 12% rate of return. And you go, I don't know if I really believe in that's that. That's ridiculous. So I like to use five. I like to use five because, first of all, you can get 3% in a Lake Michigan checking account with no risk. Right. You can get about two and a half in a CD with uh, very little risk. Right. You can get over 3%, three to four in what they call a MIGA. That's a multi-year guaranteed annuity. It's the insurance world's version of a CD, basically. 
Mm-hmm. So I can get you 60, 70, 80% of the way there to a 5% rate of return. Not mm-hmm. I. I'm just saying that you can do that with taking almost no risk. Right. That $100 a month that you say, oh, I need this, Mike. Over 10 years, not 20, not 30. That author was using 40. People don't look that far out in the future. Right. Just over 10 years, it's almost 16 grand. Correct. That's a car. Yes. It's a down payment on a house for a lot of people. Right. That's half of your student loans for some people. That's a great emergency fund. Mm-hmm. We have found, we teach people, we talk about all the time that life changes with five grand, which means you'd get five grand. I'm looking at the chart right now. You get five grand in what is that? One, two, three, about four years. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. About, yeah, about four years. Mm-hmm. Hmm. If you don't have that now, just $100 a month at 5% does it. Right. Now, here was cool. You told me a lot of these people are going out to eat too. Yes. And I know some coworkers that was true too. So now, what's it called? I mean, you take a family out, and I don't mean like the Partridge family. Like 10 kids like my family had? No, I just mean a couple kids, mom and dad, some appetizers. It's 70, 80 bucks fast, isn't it? At least, yes. Fast. Yeah. Leave a tip. You're at 80 bucks fast. Mm-hmm. Once a week. Do people feel like they're splurging if they go out once a week? No, they don't because they're like, oh, I made it to Friday. Once a week at $80, that includes the tip. Yep. That's 160 That's every two weeks. Mm-hmm. It's 320 a month. I added that on top of that keno and all that because you're playing the keno and all that stuff while you're there. Right. Now you're at 420 Mm-hmm. That's what that equals over 10 years again. Again, at 5%. Right, which is reasonable. $66,500. Student loans? Gone. That's, and probably husband and wife. Or I'm sorry, person and spouse. Yes. That's the world we live in. Yes. Gender fluid. Anyways, yes, their student loans gone. Almost 70 grand. And we're talking 5%. Here's what's kind of cool. In two years, we're talking over 10. Right, which is more than enough for a nest egg. For not a nest egg, uh, emergency, emergency fund. fund. Excuse me, brain Brain fart there. And I did want to go out 30, okay? I just okay. want to see what that equaled. 30 at 420 bucks, which means you go out to eat once a week with your kids and you play Keno. Just get rid of that. Fine, don't play Keno. You go out to eat once a month. No, that's what I'm saying. Get week. rid of those things. Get right, yeah, both. get rid of those things. You stop doing that. Three, $350,000. Now, you know what some people argue? I've had people. You did this once. Just like you did at the beginning of the show. Where uh-huh. You sat there and argued, right? What's a ball and a bat that equal a dollar ten if the bat is a dollar more? All right. No, no, no. It's good because people get that and they make the mistake. Well, you looked at me when I did that with cable. And you go, well, that that's in future dollars. That's not the same as today dollars. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Do you think going out to eat with eighty dollars, including tip, is still going to be eighty dollars in twenty years or thirty years? No. No. Did did I make this an increasing contribution? No. I made it four twenty ongoing perpetual, right. which means. If those things just kept pace with inflation, they didn't go faster inflation, which some of those things will. But if they did, they just kept pace with inflation. That means that's three hundred and fifty grand in today's dollars. Which, by the way, a funny thing that you mentioned, it tells you the breakdown. Your contributions out of that three hundred and fifty thousand dollars are one hundred and fifty. So that means that your growth at five percent, two hundred thousand dollars. Or, and you look at that as a good thing. I look at that going, you know what? The biggest, the biggest um, effect 
of you accumulating wealth then is, hmm. it's not really the growth. Right. It's it's you getting s- off your butt and putting the money in. Right. That's what it is. Well, right, because you're not going to get that 200 if you don't contribute that 420 a month. Yeah, but watch if we use like a, a, a Dave Ramsey rate of return of 12. And that's what makes it's people... Unrealistic. I agree, but this is what messes it up. Because now you see... Contrib- Says you're going to grow by $1.2 million. Yeah, you'll no. have one $1,362,275 at the end of the 30 years. And now your contributions are only 11%. So what's it do? You're like, oh, it's not that important how much I put in. Because it's going to all this growth. No. The biggest factor, the biggest determination of wealth is what you put in. Right. And I'll tell you right now, put it on autopilot. Add to the 401ks. Because it's already in there. Mm-hmm. They're not already in there. Then by the time you get your check, it's already gone. You right. won't see it. You won't miss it. You've heard this before. You don't budget for it. And yet you're still not doing it. And if you are doing it, put a little bit more. We always talk about free money, unexpected money, save half. What that means, you get a 3% uh, wage increase this year. Increase your 401k contribution by one and a half. Mm-hmm. Always put half away. That's all the time we have for today. It truly is our pleasure. Till next week, we are your hosts. This has been another episode of Fireproof Your Finances. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Finances. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855-LF-NETWORK or online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.